You ha- you no, have a podcast. All, that's you, all good. Yeah, you have a podcast. You know how it is, right? Yes, I do have a yep. podcast. Yeah, I have a I have a podcast with uh, my girlfriend Jamie. Okay. Um, I would say it's more of a fun lifestyle and fitness podcast. Um, Tell me about but it. Yeah, with. We're fairly new to it. We started, we actually started the podcast in quarantine, in the first nice. quarantine here in Canada. Okay. Um, and we just wanted to have, like, we we wanted to have something that would speak to young women, mm-hmm. almost like we're talking to ourselves when we're in our early 20s. Yeah. Um, because we personally have experienced the ups and downs of fitness and nutrition and body image and confidence. So yeah. um, we wanted to create one kind of geared towards younger women, basically telling them the things that we wish we knew about health and fitness. So, I think it's pretty cool that you do that because mm-hmm. I'm talking to a lot of people now and what people don't know how to work themselves through a lot of times is how to maybe build muscle, but at the same time, a lot of people have stories dealing with eating disorders. So yes. that's a big one. Yeah. And I so I see the, the merits of what you guys are talking about. You're offering this this wonderful beautiful information free to people so they can sit there and, and maybe work through some serious life boundaries they've encountered you know so that's pretty cool yeah i would i would say that's probably a big bulk of mm-hmm. um like aside from the mobility rehab world i would say that's a big bulk of my clientele as well is like yeah. the the ladies that have gone through the ups and downs of like the diet culture and mm-hmm. attaching morality to food and struggling that way. So um, it's something that I find is so rewarding. Like when you see the light bulb moment in mm-hmm. people, when they realize mm-hmm. um, That's that awesome. it's not about the fad diets and um, feeling guilt and all of that stuff. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. Can you tell me, you said attaching morality to food. Can you explain what that means? Because I think that's interesting. Yeah. So okay. I something that I I've read up on a lot, um, just in the books I've read, and also just throughout my throughout my own experience coaching, mm-hmm. um, just anecdotally, I noticed that women, especially, probably just because that's kind of what I'm around, but mm-hmm. women attach this morality to the food that they eat and stress themselves out. So they might maybe have been told from a young age that a certain food is bad Mm. or um, they might feel guilt or like sinful when they eat certain foods or they eat amounts of foods. Like we attach this morality saying that a food is good or it's bad Mm -hmm. um, or it's healthy or it's unhealthy. And I find that can really mess with, our brains like when we look at food we're then looking at food not as this joyful thing that can bless our bodies but we start looking at it as something that we should feel shameful for or we should be praised for versus just simply fuel and looking at it as something that's going to help us perform and live our best so you're you're really about developing that healthy relationship that exists outside of the shame and outside of the the morality as you said because that's true it's like you want to be adaptable you don't want to have to live according to your own your own hindrances you know that's that's exactly right yeah yeah and i i think it's formed a lot too from our our past experiences right like Mm -hmm. maybe you were never taught um 
proper to, eating habits. You, maybe you never taught the eating habits that you need in order to um, lose weight or perform or hmm. have good skin or good gut health. Like if you oh, were never good. taught those things, then you're kind of forced to go by what you see in the media and marketing and all of that stuff. And so much marketing is um, kind of focused uh, on women and targets yeah. women. So. Yeah. yeah. But you said, um, you said too, the focus on good skin or, you know, good different aspects, not just weight yeah. loss. And I like that because yeah. you're right. The marketing aspect is going to sit there and promise a plan that makes you lose weight fast, but it's not real with you. Like what you talk about in your podcast It's like, look, no food is food is life giving food helps you with the cosmetic side of, of living life. You know, the, the hair, the skin, the nails, all that stuff. So I think that's cool because people can latch onto that and maybe, find something else that that makes them want to do something more adaptable you know so yeah that's, yeah that's absolutely amazing. yeah and what got you into your online training program because i saw that you you run lift with hannah right yeah so cool. lift with hannah actually kind of came by accident okay. i created my instagram account as lift with hannah um, way before I started my own business, you're um, popular I was on doing Instagram. Fit- uh, you're very, you've got great Instagram posts, and I, I know I said Thank that you. earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but but really, I, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about it. But keep going. I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, that's okay. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Not a um, problem. Yeah, so I, I started the Lift with Hannah Instagram just as something fun, um, and I was in the corporate world in fitness for okay. about six years. Hmm. Um, and then I decided to jump in on my own and I thought lift with Hannah is a pretty cool brand that I've made. So why not make that my brand and make myself my brand? So, um, I started with more kind of one-on-one training and then pivoted to online. And I really, really love having the balance of like 50, 50 one-on-one and group training as well as online. Um, I have a really awesome group of ladies where, I kind of have established like more of that community feel, I would say. Um, so we have a, we have a group chat going and we, we do zoom calls, um, where I educate, we mm-hmm. do Q and A's talk about stuff. Um, so yeah, it's something I dove into kind of, wow. I kind of had to with COVID, but, um, I really enjoy it. But your process of making it into a community is not something I hear from too many people. I hear about the Zoom training and I hear about like group training protocols, but mm-hmm. the fact that you're actually doing Q&As and you've brought these people into your fitness life and you're helping them through on a, at an ongoing basis, I think that's kind of cool. That's you've built You've built an extraordinary community. So it's not even really based on just your training knowledge, you're, you're allowing people to feed off themselves, you know? So feed off the other people in the group is what I'm saying. So that's kind of, that's nifty. I don't, I don't hear about that too much. That's a good idea. Yeah. It, it really helps me as a coach because, yeah. and also the person, but, um, it helps me too, because mm-hmm. if one person has an issue, like maybe, maybe someone's having a really bad body image day and they post it in the chat, like, it's very likely that one of the other women are going through the same thing. And maybe yeah. if um, I'm not on my app in that moment, like they can immediately respond to each other and just have that sense of um, feeling like it's okay. And it's normal to feel that way instead mm-hmm. of feeling like they have to kind of 
go down this snowball of like binging or ignoring me, right? Because they're feeling yeah. guilty. So um, I just find that it's really awesome to have that communication, mm-hmm. not just with me, but between them as well. How do you work on improving your client's body image? Because that's a big deal. Looking on social media, it's it, it can be discouraging sometimes. Like what do you, what processes do you take to help them through giving themselves a better body image? Yeah, that's a great question and mm-hmm. definitely very fully loaded. But, um, <laughs> Go, I think, for <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is just taking inventory of what we subject ourselves to every day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, social media is huge and it's kind of an addiction for a lot of people right now in the Western world. So um, one thing that I talk to my clients about is like, what do you, I ask them like, what does fitness look like to you? Like in your head, when you Mm. close your eyes, like what does fitness look like to you? Mm. And so many women will um, describe this fitness model or this fitness influencer that they've seen on Instagram that's running around with like 15% 10 to 15% body fat, which is not realistic for most women. No. um, That is maybe realistic for the one day that they did that photo shoot Mm -hmm. that they're posting on their Instagram all the time. Um, And I just asked them to describe that to me and like ask them, well, what does fitness look like for you? Like not, not Instagram, not social media. Like what does it look like for you? Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do as your homework right away is go and look on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever, and ask yourself, like, are these women that I'm following and even these men that I'm following, are they giving me a realistic view of like what fitness looks like for me? Because if Mm. it doesn't, and it's probably just going to make you feel like crap. Right. So yeah, just taking inventory of like what we subject ourselves to every day, I think is huge. Yeah. And Um, and your idea of of visualization and having them, understand according to their own interpretation what fitness is to them is is a is a legitimate is a legitimate way to go about helping people through developing their own fitness lifestyle that's what athletes do that's what so many people do so you're kind of you're kind of applying a good cutting edge technique there you know with having them look into their own their own head per se Yeah, I think we can, like what you said about athletes, like Mm -hmm. I was an athlete growing up and that might be one of the reasons why I use tools like this. Probably, yeah. um, I think just with like, even with general population, we can use those tools too, right? Like Mm -hmm. visualize what does your perfect, picture perfect life look like, right? Mm -hmm. Like how do you want to feel when you wake up and um, all of those things. I think it, once you get the client really excited about, what they see for themselves and detach from what marketing mm-hmm. makes them feel like they should look like and feel like um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you used a key word there, excitement, getting them excited. That's the other mm-hmm. hurdle. How do you know, it's, I, I struggled with it when I started training people. It was like, how do I get people just excited about fitness? Cause it always seems like it's, it's, it's a, it's a big thing to take on just the idea of fitness. You have to overhaul your lifestyle. You have to make all these these minute changes. So I think people get so intimidated by it. So th- that's good. That's good that you're able to bring them into a more optimistic view of fitness. Yeah, I think people get overwhelmed too, yeah. right? Like oh, they, they look at 
people doing everything perfectly, like I said, and it's Mm -hmm. like, just start with one small action step, man. Like you don't have to be this perfect, um, billboard of fitness. Like even if fitness to you looks like walking every day, or it looks like eating more vegetables or, um, taking those small, simple, simple steps and not kind of overcomplicating everything. I find that is what usually creates that overwhelm and then gets rid of the excitement. Sure, it creates that snowball effect. So all these little small habit changes compound over time, and then they're able to have set for themselves a more regular fitness lifestyle. So yeah, yeah, and, and it's so sustainable. It really is. What what um, what sport did you do? You said you were an athlete. Yeah, so when I was uh, all through school high school i grew up playing sports i did like track and field mm-hmm. soccer um i did a lot of r- long distance running yeah um and when i was in college i played soccer um so i was in a collegiate soccer team um yeah are you and from I, my my go my ahead dad was a my dad was a pro rugby player so i kind oh, of no way that was like that was the environment that i grew up in for sure so that is cool <laughs> i have never talked to somebody whose dad was a pro rugby player. I'm like, that's cool. I I have like, I like rugby, so I'm not, I don't understand it as well as a lot of people do, but I'm in Louisiana. So nobody really plays rugby or knows anything about it here. So I'm like, Oh yeah, rugby's cool, man. So yeah, rugby's awesome. Rugby is a, is a true. Oh, it's serious. Yeah. It's, it's serious. Nobody thinks Um, about it when, when they talk about like extreme sports, but to me, Rugby's like that, that that little thing in the in the corner that people don't ever realize. You know, you think of hockey, you think of like some of these real aggressive contact sports, but nobody thinks about rugby. And it's like, damn, that's like a wrestling a wrestling match on the field. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I pretty much grew up in a rugby club. That was pretty much my childhood. So wow. Um. So you have exposure with playing on rugby teams, I guess, huh? I actually didn't play a lot of rugby growing up, Mm -hmm. um, probably because I just wanted to do the opposite of what I grew up with. (laughs) That (laughs) makes sense. We all do. I think is pretty common, but um, I do really enjoy watching it. Um, Yeah. Especially especially live. It's it's a great sport. It's pretty awesome. And you lived, are you originally from Canada? Because you're in Alberta, right? Yeah, so I'm in Calgary, Canada, but I'm originally from... I'm originally from the UK. Okay, so um, I was about to say your accent, your accent is definitely not Canadian. So, <laughs> no, no, I usually get Australian, but um, might <laughs> be the blonde get, hair. You probably get annoyed. <laughs> You're like, yes, it's not, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I moved to Canada when I was 12. So that's awesome. Um, okay, I've lived. Technically, I'm Canadian because I've lived in Canada more than the UK now. So. Yeah, I was about to say. It's like, where's the hockey? You haven't dabbled in any hockey up there? I tried hockey when I was when I first moved here, mm-hmm. um, and I absolutely hated it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I talked to, I interviewed uh, a trainer. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of uh, Jolt Fitness? That name ring, but it's probably not. It's like a gym in in a, another part of Canada. But um, no, I interviewed. Okay. Yeah, she's she's a trainer in Canada too. But that's that's just part of the culture. It's kind of funny the whole hockey thing. You know, you go to Canada, that's it, it's it's like rugby to in New Zealand or something. You know, 
or rugby in Scotland. It's 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 just part of that culture. You just kind of do it. So that's funny. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and at the beginning of as I kind of jumped into the beginning of my career there, I mm-hmm. did a lot of dry land work like okay. with AAA hockey and ringette and stuff like that. And it was funny because I would chat to I would get my interview and I'd be like, well, to be honest with you, like I've never played hockey and I don't enjoy it. But mm-hmm. the strength, the strength principles are all the same. So I got you on the dry land portion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. And, and do you find, cause you were saying just a second ago, we were talking about the, the visualization thing. Is that kind of a big part of how you train your clients? You're taking a lot of that ath- athletic mentality that you've got and you're kind of putting it into how you teach these people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think number one with like with women, which is the bulk of who I work with, um, a lot of the women that I work with now used to be athletes like me. Yeah. And I kind of went through that up and down of like, okay, well, I'm done soccer and I'm done playing sports competitively. And then I gained weight. I started drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went through the phase of like trying to lose the weight and establishing maybe some not so healthy habits and relationships with food. Yeah. And I've been, I've been on that journey. So, um, I, I would say my favorite, favorite client is the ex athlete female Mm. client. Like how do I, how do I apply the feeling of what I had when I was in competitive sport and apply that to my training today, like for lifestyle. So, um, you really can train like an athlete. You don't have to be quote unquote, an athlete or in competitive sport, you can still train that way for sure. And I was, uh, it's really difficult. And I'm sure you know this coming out of that athletic mindset and trying to figure out how to be personally fit when you're not doing regular trainings with your team or as an athlete, that's, is that kind of what you felt? going through your own journey is that, okay, well, I'm out of athletics. What the hell do I do with myself now? Yeah, I really had no clue. And yeah, it was as a, but you figured it out, you know, I figured it out after some, after some trials and tribulations for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you go from all of this activity and like expending all of these calories on a daily basis where you don't even really have to focus much on nutrition. And then you're like, Oh man, I actually have to (laughs) be conscious. Wait a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a wake up call that you have to go through. What do you do personally with your fitness? Are you kind of a strength training person or you, do you blend, you give yourself variety with like cardio and everything? I definitely went through the phase of just being a strength training person. Um, But now I would say just as I've gotten a bit older, I'm like, I really want to be able to go hike that mountain and Mm. not feel out of breath and, and be mobile and all of that stuff. So I definitely have variety. I would say Um, strength training four days a week, mobility pretty much every day. Um, I do my tie once a week as well with a trainer, which is so awesome. Um, yeah. and gives me that c- competitive feel back a little bit, but, um, definitely variety. Muay Thai is absolutely serious. I tried it once. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, no, nobody thinks about it with the like martial arts cardio or anything, but it's a lot of, from what I remember, it was just a lot of kicking. Like I was just, 
You're just kicking shit. You're just like, bam, 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 you know? So it was a lot of like offensive yes. stuff. Like, wow. It's it's pretty intense for yeah. sure. And the lots of hip stability. Like I thought I had pretty good hip stability and mm-hmm. um, just in general, like good movement patterns. But man, does it force you to develop work that. on your hip stability. Yeah. Is that something you yourself focus on on Instagram? Because you've got hip stability stuff. You've got a lot of stability stuff on there. Yeah, I tend to, um, I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth. Like I'll do a little bit of mindset, nutrition, um, but I would say the bulk of my content is definitely mobility focused Mm -hmm. and like keeping it simple. Here's three quick ways you can um, progress your split squat Mm -hmm. or here's three ways that you can increase the mobility of your hips after a day of work or I'll have like my daily mobility um or my desk breaks I'll do little desk breaks for people to do um just because people are sitting a lot more with COVID so yeah yeah, yeah I just try and have fun with it for sure yeah you uh you did one too about lunges right progress uh lunge progression Yes. That, yeah. I, I I wanted to ask you about that because because lunges are tough. You know, L- lunges are hard. That's that is something I have come to find out from people is that doing a lunge is way more difficult than maybe you or I think because we can we could do a lunge pretty easily, but there's a lot of other factors that play into it. Like how do your knees feel? How does your back feel? So yeah, I just I appreciated that post. Is what I'm saying. I saw it. I was like, that is cool because nobody. Nobody really understands a lunge. And even me too, I still had to freaking figure it out, you know? So. Yeah. And I I would say the thing that's helped me the most with my content is just realizing like, I'm not trying to impress other coaches or trainers, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not the goal of my content. It's really more geared towards, okay, who am I talking to? Well, I'm talking to my client and most of my clients sit all day at a desk and Mm. these specific things help them with their split squat. So, um, I think having that mindset shift with like the videos and stuff has definitely helped. Do you do, um, are you into myofascial stretch therapy? Are you, are you certified in that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I'm also a fascial stretch therapist. Okay. Um, So I do, it's table-based stretching. Um, I do two days out of a clinic, but I'll also just kind of incorporate it like with my one-on-one training clients in the gym, I'll kind of get them on the table, get them off the table, the weights. Um, so it's a really good, I'm really glad I did it. It's given me a really good big picture perspective of the body and mobility and, um, just looking at everything as a whole, right. Instead of that tunnel vision is huge. People don't know about fascial stretch therapy and can you explain it to me because I, I I really don't understand like how it's I know it's different and I knew it's it's kind of the up-and-coming thing right now you know some people do it over here it's not too big though yeah it's definitely up and coming um just in the past I would say like five to ten years it's mm-hmm. been in the like NFL a lot and the NHL, oh. like most teams will have their own fascial stretch therapist, but NFL was really um, the propellant in getting it kind of more well-known. Yeah. Um, so the lady, the lady, it's a husband and wife that developed FST. They actually originally just made this system up working with NFL players. Really? Um, and it's, yeah. And it basically is, I don't know if you've ever, 
heard of Tom Meyer's Anatomy Trains or read that book. Um, it's no. a really awesome book. You should definitely give it, it a look. But okay. he talk he talks about the fascial lines, right? So essentially, we have all of these fascial lines that run all over our body, and they mm-hmm. essentially hold us together. Like if we didn't have the fascial lines, everything would just kind of fall apart. Yeah. So it's the co- connective tissue that runs throughout our body, um, and basically, what happens is like as we function throughout our day to day we develop these compensations and restrictions in our fascia, Mm. which ultimately will affect our posture and um, our joint health, our joint fluidity, all of that stuff. So, so FST addresses stretching of the fascial lines. It's really gentle. Um, It's not, there's no pressure. Like it's, it's a very gentle modality and it's, I would say it's really, really good. I love nerve that. issues and stuff like that yeah um it's it's amazing basically it just feels like the stretch that you've always wanted to do but you can never do on your own mm-hmm. um i have it's funny i have like i'll have older ladies that'll be like i've never gotten my <laughs> foot up by my head before like, yeah well now you have <laughs> oh but you you bring up a good point because that is in any class you ever take about anatomy the fascia is always talked about, you know, that, that membranous yeah. thing that covers your whole body. And, and it really is. If your fascia is not taken care of, you're going to feel stiff. You're going to feel, you're going to feel immobile. And you're right, sitting in a chair, it, it, it crunches everything up. And, and I think that, that that's a, a big, big thing that's needed right now. So the idea that you're focusing solely on the fascia and it's not intimidating to people Man, that's a that's a beautiful thing. That really is. Yeah, it's awesome. And the the fascial lines are very heavily tied to our central nervous system. Like okay. lots of our nerves will run through them. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of crazy. Like I'll notice um, with a client that's new to the the therapy, they'll get mm-hmm. off the table after an hour and they'll just be yawning like crazy. Or they'll be like, I feel like I could have a massive nap. And it's because we're allowing, like we're freeing up those restrictions Mm. and oftentimes we're getting a really big like neurological release or like emotional release as we do that. So it's not like physical aside, mentally, it's, it's a really good therapy for people as well. Wow. So it's just a release. You just feel, Mm -hmm. you just feel good afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, man. And what got you into that? You just wanted to offer something different to people you worked with. You just kind of felt like I need to, I need to try this out. Yeah. So I actually, um, I worked with a client a couple years back. Mm-hmm. He had an amputation, oh, wow. um, and a pretty traumatic, um, situation or accident that he was in that resulted in that amputation. And I basically worked with him on kind of restoring his gait and his balance and all of that stuff. And as I was working with him, I was like, man, this, I feel like this course could really, really add something to what I'm doing and um, help me just kind of refine my process. Um, So that was why I took it. And it really has helped me with my assessments as well. Just Mm -hmm. like I said, like giving you that big picture perspective on the body and um, how everything works together as one. Oh, and, and, and that's, that's, that's something that's missing from today's fitness knowledge is that everything is a dynamic system. So our body is all connected, you know, 
So with mobility, with therapy, any forms of it, you know, the problem might lie somewhere else. It might not just be at the center of pain or where you feel it, you know, your body's connected. So it could be somewhere else, you know? So yeah, you're, you're pushing that idea that you are, you are a full, a full picture. You're a connected system as opposed to just, you know, arms, legs, and a bunch of connected things. So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think I'm glad to see, I feel like the therapy world and the fitness world is kind of, moving in that direction they which are. makes me really happy they are um because we really have to look at everything as one right like yeah. the bio cycle psycho social sexual like all of those areas when we look at a client instead of just like okay let me look at your shoulder yeah we're only gonna work the shoulder yeah and we're gonna obsess over the shoulder it's like okay <laughs> well maybe maybe you holding your kid on one hip for yeah. three years affected that shoulder right so yeah man I, I applaud you for that that's so cool and what uh do you have your own um do you have your own training space right now or do you kind of you do you doing the online stuff because you did say you did zoom yeah so i actually rent a space um that's owned by a couple of ex cfl players wow um here in calgary um, they're awesome. Their mm. name is the alpha project. I know they're on Instagram. Um, okay. I just rent space from them right now. And I really like that. Yeah. I really love being in the athletic environment um, okay. and not having the stress of, I, I definitely wouldn't want to be a gym owner right now, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh God, no, I, I am so with you on that. Cause I know, well, Canada's still shut down, huh? Yeah, we, we only just, um, I just finished my first week back of one-on-one training. Nice. So it's been a, it's been a long haul for us for sure. Well, good. And was it busy? You had a lot of, you had a lot of, uh, a lot of people coming or was it kind of people yeah, still yeah, sort it's of, been, it's been really, it's been really awesome. I good. think just the, the giving free information has been so huge. And like, I think yeah. when you give out all of that free information and like support to people without expecting anything back, mm-hmm. it comes back to you in different ways, right? Oh, so, it does. Um, oh my gosh, so true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been really good. Yeah, and and you're doing it right now. It's 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 pretty amazing. And I, I'll ask you this: I, I know that a lot of people fall down this pitfall whenever they start into fitness. But what would be your piece of advice to somebody who doesn't know anything about how to start their fitness journey, right? What would you tell them to mm. do first? And it's not, you know, there's no there's no right answer here, but everybody's got their own little angle at that, you know? So what would you say? The thing that I really want to say is mm. definitely seek out a coach. Okay, that's <laughs> find, good, find yeah. A, f- find a coach mm-hmm. that... Um, and shop around, right? Like make sure that you do your research on that coach and make mm. sure that they're a personality that fits with you. And yeah. um, they have the education that you need for your specific situation. But um, if you are brand new to fitness, you need someone to guide you through and kind of be your champion and your partner and look out for you and give you the, well, it's like if, if um if I wanted to learn something really quick, I would hire someone to teach me that, right? So mm-hmm. when you're hiring a coach, you're essentially having someone help you skip all the bad steps that they did themselves and give you the secrets so that you can get there faster. 
But that's kind of what new personal trainers need to learn is that they have to be their client's champion. They have to be their client's partner, you know, nowadays. And you said it earlier. Nowadays, promises are made on social media. Marketing is huge. Mm. And so so new trainers probably have to learn their way to that point that you just you just mentioned is that you're really you're trying to create a partnership between you and your client as opposed to. You know, I'm going to help you lose weight in 30 days. So, yeah, like what you're doing now with your community, with with you've you've brought together your clients and you've made a point of bringing them into your personal life and your personal philosophy toward fitness. That's what trainers need to know. That's what they got to do. Yeah. And it's it's really not a quick fix. Right. It's a Mm -hmm. lifestyle change. And it's something that you um if you if you find you're with a trainer that is kind of trying to give you those quick fixes, I would definitely reconsider that because this is something that you want to be able to sustain for your entire life, right? So it's it's about starting small. Yeah. It's like that phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was built every day, right? Small yeah. steps every day add up and um that's, that's going to just help you continually see results. That's like every hashtag on any Instagram celebrity. Hashtag Rome wasn't built in a day. Hashtag <laughs> you're your own worst enemy. You know? Yeah. Hashtag yeah. the mind prevails while the soul or whatever. I don't know. The body dies while the soul prevails. Whatever it yeah. is. There's a bunch of them. You, you know how it goes. So There's a, there's a lot of talking yeah. and not much doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's bizarre to me. It's kind of funny. So that's great. And your your program is nine weeks, right? I saw it on your website. It's it's a that's that's where or is it what like tell me about it. What's your program length right now? What can I tell people when I when I give you a shout out? Yeah, yeah. So um I have a couple different things. So I have like my online coaching is just monthly online coaching. It's okay. very individualized, specific. Um, And then on my website as well, I have the nine week program. So during the quarantine or the shutdowns, I created a nine week movement and mindset program that people can purchase and download. Um, And it's all body weight exercises. There's some interactive, like fun tracking sheets for habits and mindset and nutrition and stuff. So um, yeah, you can work with me personally or also through my program that I developed for at home. Did you have a, a phone app too on like the app Yeah, store? so when I, yeah, so I have an app that I train my clients through. Okay. Um, just for, just, I've just created for, systems for that I find yeah. really work with holding people accountable mm-hmm. and um, having that individual approach. So, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. 